to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, I'm your host. This is the podcast where you learn to feed your passion, your profits, and your purpose. And this week is no different. We are talking specifically about how to make a really good first impression and the things that you may be doing that are busting your first impression and keeping your leads away. So I thought I would share with you guys how I came up with this episode title. On a regular basis, the number one question that I get asked, and you know that I ask you to think about this when um, I'm having you create context content. So of course I do that as well. But the number one question that I am always asked is how can I get more leads? And there are a lot of different ways that you could answer that question. But this um, specific inquiry came from somebody through the website, um, who scheduled a 15 minute consult with me. And when I looked at it, um, there were so many red flags about this person and it's nothing to do with that person specifically, um, but it's something that I see very often. And so I made a list of these nine things because I thought it would be really, really relevant to you all to be aware of things that are probably hurting your business, in most cases are hurting your business and you don't even know it. And so um, if you got these things fixed and they're very easy fixes, um, you will show up more professionally, you will look like a legitimate business owner, people will take you more seriously, and more often than not, you're going to get the business over somebody else who didn't take the time to do that. And so let's dive in. I've got the nine first impression business busters that may be breaking your business. That was a lot of iteration right there. I don't even know how I said that sentence. (laughs) Anyway, so let's dive in. So number one, how are you showing up on social media? If you are showing up on social media and your profile image is you in your car that you took with yourself with your cell phone and there's traffic in the background or your kids or your dog, how seriously do you think people are going to take you business-wise? Even if you can't afford to work with a professional photographer, make your profile picture as professional as possible. We have these amazing tools in our fingertips every single day that have cameras that are better than a regular camera. And there is no reason that you can't set up a way for you to do a professional headshot um, either having somebody hold the camera or if you're using um, a tripod of some sort with a very neutral background where you're let, where you're you know dressed in a professional attire for your industry and have a, a decent headshot. There's just no excuse for it. And so go and look at your social media. And if you have a horrible headshot and you look like it was taken in 1994 or you're staring at the camera and you look like you have an evil eye or you've got, you know, you're at a party and you cropped yourself out or whatever might be happening. There's a lot of these that I see on LinkedIn and I'm like, oh, wow. No, shut that off. Um, And so even more importantly, if you're looking for a job and you have that kind of headshot, how seriously do you think that other companies are going to take you? And so look at those headshot um, photos, those profile pictures, because people 
are stalking you. Whether you realize it or you want them to or not, they they are stalking you. Before they come and work with you, before they even go to your website, um, before you ever have a conversation with them, they are stalking you and they are making judgments. And so you putting your best foot forward is really putting the best foot of your business forward. So I want you to go and take a look at that. And then also when you're um, taking a look at your social media, focus on a few of these questions. Like what are you posting on social media? Is it all about family and kids or is it well-rounded? Is it really resonating with your target market? Is your target market gonna find you and seek you out? and you know, if you're if you're posting content, if you're posting something regularly, is it feeding them in a way that they are going to be intrigued to want to know more? You're opening up the field for questions and answers. Um, and I have been following a few new accounts that really have nothing to do with my business. But um, I'm just curious, like how they go about growing their subscriber base and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of research for me. And what I find the most interesting about these accounts is that they're really great at um, asking the questions, creating engagement, um, putting content out there that's valuable. And then they 1000% ignore the people that comment on their stuff. They don't even respond. And so um, please don't do that. If you're putting out the content and people are responding and they're leaving comments, respond to every single one. I don't care if it takes you all day and all night or if you have to bring on somebody to help you, respond. Because it will set you apart from almost anybody else in your industry when you do that. Most people won't do it. They won't take the time to do it. They spend all this time creating content or putting up quotes or whatever and then they they don't respond. And so, before you post anything, make sure that you are willing to step up and create the conversation with people. And number two, make sure you have some kind of intention or strategy behind what you're posting. Instagram is famous for this. So you have a ton of people that go and they post beautiful pictures or they post um, recipe ideas or they post like stamping stuff or whatever, you know, just depending on what you follow, or they post these great quotes. And then you're like, what does that have to do with their business? What does that have to do with building their audience? And then you go and you're like, well, I'd like to learn more about them. And you can't even find a link to go learn more about them. And so they're just posting. And it's like, what happens when Instagram turns around and goes, yeah, you have to pay us $50 for every time you post. And you're not driving them to pay you money to work with you. Um, That's your sales funnel, folks. So Make sure that whatever you're going to invest your time in, because time is money on social media, that it is aligned with the rest of your strategy. Like where are you leading those people so that eventually they will purchase from you? And when you're creating that content and you're creating a photo or you're creating a quote, is it going to appeal to the people that you wanna work with? Because you could just have a bunch of people like it. And right now likes, in certain places, likes don't even show up on Instagram. So what's really driving traffic is when you have engagement. So there's a couple key pieces here. One, create content that is engaging, which means you're not talking to your audience or talking at your audience, you're talking to your audience, but also responding to that conversation because there's nothing worse than having a conversation that's one-sided regardless if it's in real life or on social media. So 
look at how you're showing up. Look at how you're um, not only physically showing up, but you are proverbial, proverbially showing up. I don't even know if that's the right word. But if you're, you know, if, are you showing up and you're just talking to them and walking away? Or are you showing up and you're creating a conversation and you're wanting to know about them and you're wanting to engage with them and you're wanting to give them value? That is, if you're not doing those things, you're hurting your business and you're hurting your first impression because people will scroll, th- scroll through whatever it is and say, okay, what are they talking about? Is any of this even relevant to me? Um, and as you know, we are in a very distracted, we live in a very distracted world. And so if you can't find a way to stand out to your audience from everybody else out there and really shine, you know, what your unique value is and what you bring to the table, you're going to have a really hard time getting their attention and keeping their attention. So that's number one um, is to, you know, those first impression pieces, make sure that you have them um, looking professional and really showing, you know, the, the vibe of your business, the brand of your business and, you know, um, who you are, what you stand for and how, how you can help them. So number two, this, um, inquiry that I got had a email address and I've had this come up two or three times in the last week, which is why it made the list. Um, let me just pose it as a question. Would you rather hire a tree trimmer, for example, and this is not who submitted the inquiry, it's just somebody I made up, um, that had an email address that was john at wetrimtrees.com, or would you rather have an email address that was john's tree trimming business at aol.com? My guess is, is that you are going to have more confidence in hiring somebody that has a business email address versus AOL, Gmail, Yahoo, or whatever. Um, And that little tidbit right there differentiates you from the amateurs to the professionals. And it costs almost nothing to do this. Like you really don't even... um, have to have a website up to do this. You have to have a domain that you've purchased, but a great, uh, we're going to get to websites in a minute. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you can go through, I think it's called G Suite. I can't remember what they're calling it now, but it's the professional version of Gmail. And you can actually get an email with your name at your business address. And it's like $7 a month. If you can't spend $7 a month to have a professional email address, you probably shouldn't be in business. And I'm not saying that to um, break your dreams or you know, tear you away from your your goals or anything like that. But at some point, you have to step up to the to the big game and play with the big boys. And in order to be treated like a professional and to get the leads that professional gets, you ha- professionals get, you have to step up and play your A game. And um, this inquiry that I got over the weekend definitely had an at Gmail address. And it was like, it didn't relate to their business at all. It wasn't even a very professional email address for at Gmail. And um, their questions, I asked multiple questions for people in order for them to schedule this appointment. And their number one concern was getting more leads. And I was like, well, that to me is like, I wouldn't hire you simply from the fact that you don't have a professional email address considering the industry that they're in. And I, um, 
I don't want to go to, well, I'll just tell you, they're in the security industry. And so when you're dealing with security or even like an IT company, there are just certain industries um, that you have to create a certain level of comfort comfort for people. And if you are trying to do that on a dime because you don't want to pay the $7 a month to get a professional email address or you don't know how to do that, um, people aren't going to invest their trust in you because you haven't invested enough in yourself to attract the people that you want to work with. And so um, that would be number two, is that, that that to me, and I know other people that are professionals that are, that are looking for professionals, and that right there will break make or break the deal. If you have an at whatever email address that is just a regular Gmail, um, Hotmail, please don't use Hotmail, please tell me you don't use Hotmail or AOL, like that's so, even Yahoo is like way out there. <laughs> At least upgrade to Gmail, it's free. <laughs> oh boy, but anyway, I go, I'm go. i going on my soapbox. But um, you know, if you do nothing else from this episode, go and get a professional email address because people are judging the fact that you don't have that right off the bat. And if it's between you and John at wetrimtrees.com, John at wetrimtrees.com is gonna get the bid, the work and the inquiry. And so, um, and I don't care what realm of business you're in. I don't care if you're a restaurant. I don't care if you're a chiropractor. I don't care. Just have a professional email address and um, it, it will put you miles above the competition because people will take you more seriously. So that's number two. Number three is you haven't created or updated your Google listing. And the first thing that most people do when they are going to search for something is to use some sort of search engine. And Google is the number one search engine that people use. Um, It may not be your number one, but it's the number one statistically. And so if you aren't showing up in Google because you haven't set up your uh, listing, which is free, it's free to set up a Google listing, Um, or your Google listing is outdated and it doesn't have any information and maybe you don't have any reviews or whatever, then the person that has more reviews has a better listing, is more um, descriptive of what they do, et cetera, et cetera, is going to win out every time. And so this would be number two on the list is like, get that professional email and then go over and grab your free Google listing and fill it out as completely as you can. Everything you can think of to Um, because some people just put their name and they don't even put a phone number. They don't put their hours. They don't put nothing. They don't put anything on there and then um, they don't show up. Or if they do, they're on page 20 from their competition. And then they're sitting there wondering why (laughs) they don't, they don't have any business. Well, because the other 19 pages of people are getting it. Um, So check out your Google listing. I don't want to go into too much detail about how to do that. If you guys are interested in having me walk through that, let me know. That may be a video I could create for you all. Um, But you could probably just Google it or YouTube it and it's on there how to set that up. Um, But very relevant for you to get in there and make sure that's updated. Make sure it has the right address. If you have a physical location, it has the right phone number and it doesn't matter what business you're in, even if it's just you yourself and um, nobody else on your staff right now go and create a Google listing. It's free, it gets you um, started in the search engines and there's some other things you can do to kind of improve that. So if you haven't done that and people can't find you, um, 
that's number one. Like people want more leads, but they don't do any of the work for people to find you. People will not go and look for you specifically. They're looking for a solution to their problem. And if you show up and look like you're the most qualified and most professional um, answer to their problem, then they will choose to connect with you. And so um, don't just assume they're going, the same person that submitted this inquiry to me Um, I tried to do a Google search on them. I could find nothing. Couldn't find their business name. Couldn't find them. The only thing I found was like I did a reverse phone number lookup and there was nothing for this person. I'm like, how are they going to find you? How are they going to hire you? They can't even find you. There's nothing. And so um, it's not magical, my friends. You have to put in the work for people to find you online. And there's no magic formula. It's just you have to take the diligence and create um, a path and a strategy for people to seek you out and find you and have you show up, um, in search. So then number four on here goes back to social media. I touched on this a little bit, but you haven't updated your social media profile. So a lot of people this, and I find really, um, this is across the board. A lot of people, (laughs) especially on LinkedIn, like your profile is it like that's the bomb diggity if you don't have a good profile people aren't going to find you they're not going to know what you do um and if you don't think that your customers are looking for you on on linkedin they are they're looking for you and so i will go out and i'll look um just at people in different industries i do a lot of research on linkedin and all the social media channels and um there are people out there that have businesses and they have like six contacts and i'm like and they're struggling for business and i'm like well you don't you haven't even went to try and find anybody to connect with. And their profile is like, they copied it over from Facebook. It's talking about their dog and their three kids. And I'm like, nobody on LinkedIn cares about that. They care about your professional experience, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you're creating the profile, you have to be cognizant of the social media network you're on. So if you're on LinkedIn, that's a very professional Um, or professional vibe. Like you've got to be putting your best foot forward. Like who are you professionally? What have you done? Um, What's your experience? What can you be recommended for? That kind of thing. If you're on Facebook, it's a different vibe than even Instagram. If you're on Twitter, it's a different vibe than even Facebook or Instagram. Um, And on down the line. So you need to be cognizant of who you're attracting to, attracting Um, as an audience on those platforms and then create a profile that um, encompasses that. And so when I give recommendations to people about where they should start with their social media, I'm like, pick the one platform that most of your clients are on and then just dedicate time to that. Because I know that creating social media content, et cetera, it it takes time. And so, um, and I'm not always the best at it. I'm telling you right now, that's the first... um, position that I'm hiring out and I'm looking for people right now um, because time gets away from us and I'm really great at creating content. I'm really great at uh, copywriting, you know, and different things, but getting the social media out there, I know how to do it. I just run out of time. And so if that's the case for you, then look at how you can outsource that, even if it's just a few hours a week. So that's what I'm working on right now. That's my goal um, for the end of this quarter. And um, it's been on the list for a little while now, but uh, it is getting done. Like I'm 
cognizantly working towards that. So that is number four is to make sure that your social media profiles are updated and in alignment with where you're going with your business, who you help and um, keeping your audience in mind because people don't really care about what you're doing. They care about what you can do for them. And so that is my one copywriting tip of all time is that whenever you're writing copy, no matter where you're plugging it in, if you don't make it about you and you make it about your customers instead and figure out how to phrase that, you will win every single time. So number five, um, when you're connecting, you're not intentional about your connections. So there's this misnomer out there that you need to have, you know, 10,000 connections or you need to have, you know, 1 million connections or whatever, 1 million subscribers or whatever. So let's just imagine that you woke up tomorrow and you have a million YouTube subscribers, but none of them are ever gonna be a customer. What good are those 1 million subscribers if they are not interested in your product, not interested in getting to know about your product or moving forward with you or eventually paying you money? It's worthless, there's like no point. And so it is better for you to have 800, 1,000, 1,200, whatever um, people that follow you that are really interested in what you have to say and spending the time to connect with people, meaning you have a conversation, not that you just follow them or whatever, that you are consistently engaging in their content as well, so that uh, when you grow your audience and you create uh, more people that you're in front of, that um, they are intentional. It's not just, hey, I'm gonna follow everybody because um, they follow Gary Vee. So I'm gonna go follow all of them and hope they follow me and then I'm gonna unfollow them. Like, I don't I don't understand that whole follow unfollow thing. I think it's so silly. But, um, you know, be intentional about like, if you are, I have a client that works with veterinarians. So obviously for her to go out and follow veterinary organizations, other veterinary clinics, um, maybe um, veterinary doctors that she would be interested in getting front in front of, um, different events that uh, are hosted by veterinary organizations, et cetera. Those are the people that she would want to connect with on social media and vice versa, because those are all part of her target market um, versus, you know, she's not going to want to go follow Perina. Be, you know, I mean, she may, she may want to go follow them, but Perina is really looking at with their marketing going after consumers and she doesn't cater to consumers. She can, she caters to veterinary hospitals. And so it doesn't make good sense for her to go follow, you know, Chewy or any of those other dog food brands, unless she wants to stay up to date with trends, which she does. Um, but to just follow them on social media because they post pictures of cute dogs is not necessarily going to be the best use of her um, social media time. Whereas, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit, like what other services would those veterinary clinics need? Um, and how could she service them specifically for her industry? So just make sure that when you're creating connections and you're following people and you're investing the time into social media, that it is, uh, for your ideal client audience. So number six, oh boy, this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, your website is non-existent, out of date or broken. 
And I can't even tell you how many websites I've gone to that people are like, oh yeah, connect with me. And I go and I'm like, you, this isn't like, you are saying you're a life coach and this is talking about you selling vitamins. Like there's no connection there or they're completely different. Like they're like, yeah, I'm gonna be a writer now. And you go to their website and it's all about IT. And you're like, what? And so if I'm confused and I'm working with them, imagine how their customers feel. Um, or worse, they're like, here's my website link and you go and it's a 404 error. Or there's like, this website is coming soon. That is terrible. Like, don't give people your website if it's not done. Um, and if it doesn't match what you say you're doing now. I mean, it's perfectly fine if you're gonna change your mind. Just make sure that you update things as you go. Um, and don't hand out a website for a broken website URL for a broken website. It just, that makes zero sense. Just say, I'm working on my website, it'll be up soon. I'll be happy to share that with you later. Um, so, and I run across this a lot for a couple of the organizations that I contract with. And I just, I look at these people and I'm like, you really, like you at least put one page up. That's like in alignment and cohesive with what you're doing. Um, so yeah. And of course, when you go to, you know, think about the buyer's journey, they pull you up on Google and you've got a great Google listing and then they go to click on your website, either it's not there, which they're just like, okay, who has a website I can go look at? Or they click on it and it's broken. They're like, why would I hire this person? They can't even fix their website. And it's not, you know, that you're doing it on purpose. It's, it just could be one of those things that you haven't gotten to yet, but this is the brain of a consumer and you have to get into their brain in order to get in front of them and turn them into a lead and then a client. And so walk through the journey of when you last had to even order out food. If you, I have had this experience so many times in the last few months with COVID going on where I will pull up a restaurant and I try to order and then um, either the menu isn't working because they've just taking a picture of it and you can't order online and you've got to call them and then you call and the phone is busy and you're just like, forget it. I'm going to go use somebody else. Um, or you go and their website isn't loading or it doesn't process the, um, the things that you put on there. It doesn't save your menu item or whatever it is that you're trying to order. And there's just problem after problem after problem. And you're just like, forget it. I'm going somewhere else. Um, and this is even like with bigger restaurant chains that we just, for example, we just ordered from um, Smashburger this weekend. And one of my kids wanted chicken. And I was like, I literally have to go, I had to go on a scavenger hunt to find the chicken on their menu because they have all the burgers listed and not one thing with chicken. Nothing that tells you, hey, the classic has the your choice where you can choose meat. And it's just as simple as like, you need to tell people, not just assume that they're gonna know where things are, because it was almost to the point where if I wouldn't have just clicked on it to see that it was there, we would have just gone and done something else. And I don't want you to lose customers or um, miss out on opportunities because you're making it hard for people to do business with you. And um, that actually, I'm just moving into another one, which is, I think that was number eight, but um, we'll just move right to that one. So um, yeah, I had it as number eight. So we'll just move that to number seven instead. We'll swap seven and eight. Um, so 
if you make it hard for people to do business with you, like they can't find your contact information, they don't know where your menu ordering link is, they don't know how to um, reach out to you via phone or email, or they don't know how to schedule with you, or you, you just don't make it obvious. You have so much clutter on your website that they just don't know where to start and it's overwhelming, they just won't. They'll just walk away because they only have so much time and attention to spend on solving this piece of their problem. And then they have 72 other things that are calling them that if you make it hard, they're going somewhere else. And so make it really easy to do business with people. And this is again, first impression. If somebody comes to your website and it's so inundated with information that they have to sift through it in order to find what they want and you don't make it obvious every single step of the way, they're just not gonna take the initiative to do business with you. They're gonna go find somebody else that can answer their their question or their problem quicker and easier. And so don't make it hard for people to do business with you. Um, Tell them what you want them to do. Okay, number eight. Um, This is really important to show up and do what you say you're going to do. So if you're gonna send somebody a proposal on such and such date, send them the proposal. If you say you're going to reach out to them via phone call, I don't care how scary it is, I don't care if you have sweaty palms, if you say you're gonna do it, do it. Because even if you show up and it's a disaster, at least you did what you said you were going to do. And I know it is really hard as a business owner to get all the things done. And we are really hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up. But the reality is, is when we can make, when we make a commitment, it is critical that we show up and do what we say we're gonna do. Um, it's not only critical to bring the the lead or the customer along in the, in the sales journey, but it's critical for your self-esteem and how you show up in the world. Um, because if you don't follow through on your commitments, that eats away at you and it eats away at your integrity and it eats away at your mental well-being. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be comfortable in your own skin, be confident in how you're moving forward and not carry around guilt or I should haves or whatever. And I've been in those shoes, so I know how that feels. Um, So that is number eight. And then the final one, number nine, is follow up on your leads. So if you have your first impression is like they filled out a um, contact form. I had a statistic and then I lost it for this, but it was something like the... um, Companies that follow up on an online lead, whether that's social media or contact form within five minutes, had like an 88% closure rate. Because I don't I don't remember the don't quote me on the exact statistics because I read it and then I tried to find it for the for the episode and I went and I searched it out and I couldn't find it again. But it was like something like over 90% of internet leads or leads that are given to people are not followed up for not followed up with um for over five days and if i have something i need like here's an example when my freezer went out i left probably four different telephone messages it wasn't even um, messages for like email or online it was like i picked up the phone and called people and only one person of those four called me back And I'm sitting there going, are you really that busy that you can't return phone calls? Or do you, like, are you, are your systems so broken that you can't 
figure out that you have phone calls that need to be returned or, you know, like as a customer, you're just sitting there going, what the heck? Like I'm trying to give you money and you don't want to take it. You can't even pick up the phone to call me back. And so the same goes for online leads. I don't care if you're using a messenger bot or if you're using a contact form or whatever that looks like, figure out a way to follow up with those people. And if you can automate it, then you get bonus points because um, the, the more likely you are, you are more likely to get the business the quicker you are to respond. So, you know, you may have three kids you got to pick up or whatever. But if you can even just call and say, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. We got your inquiry. Um, I am scheduling appointments on, you know, tomorrow between nine and 10 or Thursday between one and two, would one of those times work with you? You don't have to answer all their questions right then and there, but following up with them and whether that's an email or it's a phone call or whatever that looks like for your business, but don't delay is what I'm saying. So that's a wrap for this week. The nine reasons that your first impression is busting your business. And if you would like to read these or um, check out the show notes, you can find those at alisaconnor.com forward slash 98. And again, if you are struggling with figuring out, you know, who your audience is and how to identify who you are, would be a good fit to work with. I do have a free download you can go grab. It's at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. And that will give you a bunch of questions that you can start to fill out and gather intel and data about your ideal client audience. Um, ICA or your avatar, a lot of times people are called, um, call audiences avatars, but that'll give you some directions so you know how to move forward and how to complete some of the things that were on this list so that you can make a great first impression. Next week, I have an interview that I am really excited to share with you guys. So I'm going to let that be a surprise, but you'll definitely want to tune in. Um, She delivers some great value about how to get in front of some new audiences and generate some new leads. So look forward to that. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. Stay well, stay healthy and take care. If you're struggling with what to say, who to say it to and where to say it, you may need my new Ideal Client Worksheet. The Ideal Client Worksheet helps you discover the important questions that you need to ask when it comes to finding your clients. It will help you understand them, understand their problems so that you connect with them, attract them, turn them into leads, and convert them into customers. So go grab your copy today at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client.